This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game, and we are at a point in our podcasting career where we get the pleasure of having some of our favorite people back on for a second time. And Mr. Mike Crowley from Syracuse, New York, is with us today, fresh off of a family vacation to the southern portion of Alabama. As someone who lived in that great state, I refer to that as the Redneck Riviera. It's very similar, <laughs> if you're familiar with Tampa, to the patch of beach, if you want to call it that, that goes between uh, St. Pete and Gandy side of Tampa. I mean, I'm, I'm teasing, obviously. Gulf Shores is absolutely beautiful, but I was trying to make Kyle laugh and he's running through his head. Wait a minute, I'm, what places he's going? I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like picturing that, a, that area I'm like over by the getaway. Yeah, I'm the picturing Gandy the Bridge, map the Ga- of Tampa Bay. Yeah, the St. Uh, Pete side of Gandy's terrible. I I have a standing 100%. streak. A standing I used to live streak over of, there. Well, listen, twenty years, twenty years of me driving past that. One hundred percent of the time, there is a white panel van between the bushes. <laughs> for sure. Just and, and it's and it's been there for a few days, and you know. The guy's just fishing out of the back of it like a maniac. Maybe, maybe that's or, what he's or, doing. Or, Although right. Mike, Mike probably doesn't know this because I doubt it made national news. I finally had to Google where McKay Bay was. I didn't realize where that is. It's over there off of 50th Street by IKEA and all of that. But oh. they, they, oh. yeah, they just they found a car and random floating body parts there, um, like what? last week or the week before. Yeah, it, really? it's a whole thing on the news now. I, I typically don't watch the that news up. that much, but Neither do I? Yeah, it's and by the way, the guy that they arrested for it, painfully obvious from the booking picture that he did it. Like, I mean, <laughs> this guy looks like somebody who did it. There is no innocent until proven guilty uh, in this scenario. Yeah. So anyhow, that's why you don't watch the news. Yeah, right? no kidding, man. There's nothing, nothing to be gained from it. Nothing good. No, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So, what's going on, man? What's going on with the agency? I mean, it's been a pretty crazy year. I mean, you're you're in probably one of the worst parts of the country in New York for what COVID did to people. I'm not saying one of the worst parts in the country. I, I need to get it all out. But, you know, as far as how New yeah. York handled COVID and everything, the world changed for a lot of people. And that's one of the things we were talking about with Hanley um, on the last podcast. How much did it change for you guys? Uh, yeah, you're right. When New York is... Um 
when it started, New York shut down, right? Mm. And they were the first to shut down. They stayed shut down. They made a whole bunch of guideline changes. So when everybody else reopened, New York was, you know, still kind of puttering along. And, you know, some people took it a lot harder than others. And it, it's causing a big divide between people, right? And it's, you know, it's it's how you would think, you know, a Republican and Democrat would, you know, you know, hate each other for certain aspects. It's becoming like the the antis and the and the not antis, and it's just it's just causing a lot of problems. And you know, businesses shut down. Businesses have had to change, you know, the way they operate. Um, and it's been uh, it's been difficult. But for us that were already pretty you know advanced with technology, it probably made it better for us. Um, we changed the, our mind or our mindset of how we you know approach our clients. Um, we no longer have an open door. You know, and I know you guys have talked about it, you know, how, how often does somebody walk in that's a great risk that you want to, you know, sit down with immediately, you know, interrupting your day to quote insurance for Never. And, you know, exactly. And so we used to get that. We had a lot of walk-in traffic. We had a lot of, you know, people still paying cash, you know, monthly payments, mm-hmm. a lot of disruption that is no longer there because either A, everybody, everything was shut down for so long that people got used to figuring out how to pay their bill online or, you know, mailing a check versus like coming in and paying us. So, you know, that has helped us dramatically to allow us to utilize our time better. Um, we, you know, we've always utilized video. We've always utilized, you know, DocuSign and all the other, you know, tools that it's available to us. And this has just kind of helped and where I'm sitting there going, I'm never going to go back. Like, I'm, I don't care what's going on outside. I'm not going to go back where somebody can just walk in and take an hour of my time unannounced. Um, you know, I still have carrier reps that are trying to knock on the door just randomly. And it's like, if you haven't learned by now, I'm not letting you in, um, make an appointment. Well, you know, it's funny, man. A, taking cash is so foreign to us. I could not literally imagine walking into an insurance agency and giving them cash from like my car insurance every month. I I hear about it all the time though. And the other thing is that, and so when we launched personal lines, don't you remember how weird that was, Kyle? Like, it, it even happened a couple times during sales meeting where reps would just walk in, like, oh, yeah. unannounced. Yeah. That that doesn't happen in our world. Like, not, never. Not anymore. And, no. But, but I mean, no, that, that's, that's sh- what, that, that was the thing, man. That, that lady came, I, I will never forget that one really militant lady came in. Um, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I get, I do. I guess it wasn't that weird to me because I used to do that. And I would, I would just walk in and, you know, show up. And people would be meeting or on the phone or whatever, and I would have to, you know, adjust my game a little bit in order to. Yeah, but she accomplish. wanted to have a full blown meeting unannounced. Oh yeah, that's, okay. I mean, no, that, that's I, not how we roll. Yeah, here's your, here's here's your numbers for the last quarter. Let's look at yeah. it. Like you know, yeah, that that should have went away ten years ago, right? And there was still some of the old school marketing reps that continued to do it because they realized, all right. If I try and make an appointment, I'm not going to be able to get in and talk to the person I really want to talk to. I'm going to talk to somebody else um, because they're going to push me off. Okay, but if I just show up, not only will I talk to the support staff and I get some FaceTime here, but I can maybe see the owner or, you know, the the main, you know, the main dog that they want to talk to. And so they would just, you know, try their luck at it. Mm -hmm. And then luckily you started seeing people saying, okay, let's, you know, let's schedule this or let's, you know, I'm going to be in the area at, you know, 11 o'clock on Thursday. Can I, you know, pop in? And they'd give you a three day notice. And it's like, no, you know, it's now turned into the point. And, you know, I loved your analogy. I heard recently, David, when you were saying, listen, I'm, you know, I'm Ron Burgundy with my camera, (laughs) you know, it's, you know, it's there. It's honestly, and it's, it's so 
it's so true and it's to the point now where it's like all right you want an appointment here's my here's my block time for carrier appointments like because there's no other time i'm letting you in yeah there. and my thing is it's not that i don't want to meet with them man i'm happy to meet no. with these reps i want to know what's going on i mean my god when i go into the internet forums and see what other agents are asking in terms of questions i'm like you don't have any <laughs> clue what the products are that you're selling and then you know that same person another a couple days later is posting about how oh yeah i just shut down another marketing rep for coming in my office well yeah that's great friend but that's also why you're in here you know displaying your ignorance to everybody about not understanding you know coverage forms and extensions and appetite and all of that other stuff you know a lot of that would be completely gone away if we all just said you know what i need to give each one of my reps just one day a quarter. I don't know that you need to meet with them right. more than that. You might not even need to meet with some of them that often, but open yourself no. up and say, I'll give you one a quarter. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, we might have 20 carrier reps tops for our agency. So 20 yeah, right. people a quarter, that's one slot, one day, 20 days out of 90. I, I can make that happen because I understand right. there's going to be a return on investment for me. I'm going to know something about their appetite or yeah. underwriting guidelines that other people aren't that aren't taking that meeting, but it's got to be scheduled. And and so when I pushed back when we got into home the, the homeowner stuff and, and personal line stuff, when I pushed back, people would just say, look, that's company policy. Sorry, that, that's what they expect us to do. We can't schedule. I'll try and give you a heads up. There were times I would come in and I'd have like four or five business cards wedged in the crack of the door from carrier people. Yeah. And they all like would come by on the same day or whatever. And I happened to be out at meetings. Right. Well, and that's how, the, that's how their job is graded. How many stops did you make? It's almost like probably when you were, you know, going door to door, you know, selling office supplies, Kyle, when it was like, you know, how many stops did you make? The, Whether you talked to them or not, like, let's, that was you know, the, let's see how many. The, 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 you know, the first number that everything stemmed from was that was, was that number. I mean, um, and, yeah. and so I, I get it. But like, the, I don't know. I, I just feel like they could totally lie about whatever, however many agencies yes, they stopped. At. Exactly. Dude, I've got a carrier rep to lie that will about come by businesses here. I went to. Yeah, commercial carrier yeah. rep that comes by here religiously once a month. I know he's not supposed to visit me once a month, but he's just checking off the box, and he will come yeah, right. with a backpack full of crap from that carrier that immediately goes home and goes to my kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, that stuff has all helped, you know, this last year and a half um, tremendously. Um, you know, we, we've gone through ebbs and flows in New York of what's going on, and we're seeing, you know, we're seeing people change, but that's why we're not changing our guidelines. We kept it the way it is for the fact that we're we're growing, we're running our business smoother. Why would we change just because you know a pandemic is you know at ease or you know whatever the case may be? Uh, I'm never going to change it. Like this will be this will be the new way of business for us, even though you know we're still a Main Street agency. So, what kind of tech have you added in order to make those changes? Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to go with too. I was going, you know, I was going to say, you know, Mike's agent, Mike has done a good job about pushing tech into the agency, sometimes begrudgingly with his partners, I, I imagine. But, um, you know, he's a tech forward <laughs> guy. So I, I, I am interested to hear if you've added anything or just refined what you were already using. It, it kind of turned into uh, the tech that Mike was using. Now everybody is using. Um, so some of the things that you know we did now is everybody's doing, um, or everybody is implementing. You know, a lot God, that made you your know, life a lot easier. Oh gosh, yeah. You know, we had no choice, and you know we've gotten we've gotten to the point now where we're really set up. We're all back in the office, but if somebody needs to, you know, work remote, 
you know, on a, you know, because they're, you know, their kid got quarantined and they got to go, you know, stay home because where else are they going to go? Or, you know, there's an issue with daycare or anything like this. People are like, hey, you know, do you mind if I work home tomorrow? I'm like, no, go ahead. You know, take, grab your computer and go. Um, and that's helped a lot. Um, you know, we switched to Lightspeed Voice, which, you know, that helped. That was probably the only new tech that we added in that we didn't have prior to the pandemic. Um, but everything else was really just, you know, redefining, you know, making sure that we are using, you know, the tools that are there that we're paying for, you know, more consistently and not just, hey, Mike's using this and let's now all use it. So the, the Lightspeed edition is that helped just from a standpoint of, you know, you can listen to the calls since people aren't sitting necessarily next to each other in the office and, and all of that, or is it, is it bigger than that? Yeah, it's bigger than that. So it's also, you know, uh, right now because of a, you know, a, a schooling issue, you know, I got one employee that works from home three days a week mm -hmm. and, you know, we buzz him in and then he answers the phone just like, you know, he's sitting here. Um, and to me, that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, you know, obviously the, the recording is great. That's, you know, obviously been a huge help, but it's more of the being able to work like you're in the office, not in the office. And the fact that we're not letting people in unannounced, nobody knows the difference. Like it's now turned into, you know, you want an appointment or something along those lines. They'll do it on a day you're here versus, you know, just popping in. Hey, is so-and-so here? Well, no, he's not here. Like, you know, sorry, you know, you should have called first, you know, it's like, how did people not realize that you can't just pop into your insurance person? You can't pop into your attorney. You can't pop into your accountant's office. You know, and if you can, you're not talking to them, uh, or they're charging you a fortune for it. So, it's, or it's better uh, call Saul. I mean, he'll take a meeting with anybody. That guy. What What was the driving force though for you to make? I mean, we're very happy with Lightspeed. We've had them for a couple of years. I'm friends with Steve and Brad and and Greg and everybody over there. Huge, huge fans for them. I don't get paid to say that. We actually use them in the agency. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's been good um, because we have that direct integration with HubSpot. Had a choice. We could either integrate with HubSpot or Hawksoft, not both. So we decided yep. to go with HubSpot. It now gives us call pops um, when somebody calls in mm -hmm. that is a contact. It's going to pop up the contact record just like we would want. It'll record the call, attach it to the contact record inside the CRM, and then we can go back and listen to it. Uh, later yep. and we also have it as evidence if we ever need it for evidence um, purposes it's been really really good for us though with regards to being able to I, I have had two two main uses for it number one for us to be able to listen to the telemarketer that's setting appointments mm -hmm. for us that's huge not groundbreaking mm -hmm. technology right <laughs> I mean no. to be able to record calls the insurance industry's recorded calls for years but all of the other stuff that I said and the fact that I can go to his call list and click on each individual contact and get to that makes it much easier to review more calls from a QC standpoint the other thing yep. I really like about it though is for the other side of what I do I have an agent killing commercial or whatever that calls me and they need advice and I have to walk them through something and we're not on a zoom all those calls are recorded now and I can immediately, boom, turn around and send those over to that person that I had the call with so that they aren't trying to keep up with me taking notes. You know, I yeah, just give it to them and they can point. slow it down and listen to it whenever they want. So I think that that has been some of the biggest uses, but I'm interested, were you, you guys on a VoIP prior or were you on a regular landline? No. That's what I wondered. Cause, and I didn't mean that yeah. to be smart, man. I mean, I know enough about your agency to know that some of the stuff there is original for all practical purposes. Right. So... Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we were taking cash payments. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those things where you, you know, 
when you when you got multi generations and and it's this is the way somebody's been doing something for fifty years as a customer, you know, you, you feel kind of you know bad saying, hey, you know, sorry, Mrs. Jones, you know, I appreciate you coming in every year and paying, you know, with you know, uh, dollar bills that turned yellow under your mattress, but you know, now you can't pay us like this anymore. I know you've been doing it since my grandfather. Like we, w we normally would not have done that. We probably never would have done that. Uh, except this forced us to, and for a while we had people just dropping cash in our mailbox. You know, they would put a little note saying, here's, you know, here's my monthly payment. And, you know, finally they just <laughs> so learned crazy. after a while that they stopped. So, you know, for the, when it, when the VoIP system, you know, pushing that through was mainly had to do with the ENO and the recording, right? So being able to mm -hmm. have it automatically just drop and record every conversation allows us to have that backup that says, you didn't tell me this. And, you know, we've used that for years or at least the last four years with our video proposals for new business where I've had to pull back old uh, proposals from years past that says, well, I know I did tell you this. It was, you know, on minute three, um, you know, this is what I said. And the person all of a sudden, you know, sits back in their boots and says, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot that you told us this. And their little backup is gone. And, you know, to be able to do that when it comes to the, you know, the full staff for, you know, all conversations, you know, to me was a was a must in today's day and age. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to deal with a problem on something I know that we took care of the right way. Especially because, because everybody's so customer so happy these days. It's crazy. Right. Well, and I mean, I so think the that, other thing, was, too, though, you know, is, you know, let, let me be devil's advocate, advocate or just express a different viewpoint for a second. If you're guilty, right, if, if I make a mistake and I have it recorded that I'm on, that I made the mistake, ultimately my goal is I want everybody to be happy. I want to at least leave them in the same position right. they were when they came to me. So, you know. For me, if I if I did make the mistake, there's proof that I made the mistake. That's a really quick way just to fire that over to your ENO carrier and say, "Look, I screwed up. We need to resolve the claim. Right. Here's mm -hmm. what I have. They have a copy of this because I originally sent it to them. This is what we're dealing mm -hmm. with. Let's get it taken care of as quick as we can." Thankfully, we've never had to do that. Knock on wood. But I look at it from that that standpoint too, because the last thing I want to have to deal with is, God forbid, we do have an ENO claim, have that thing drag on forever because. It's a he said, do. she said deal. I think it just makes it <laughs> yeah. more cut and dry. And I think you'd get more respect. Look, people make mistakes. I see the thing all the time. Um, you know, I saw the meme pop up again this morning that says you'll go to McDonald's 10,000 times and have them screw up your order. A small business order or a small business owner messes something up once and you blast them on social media for eternity. You know, people just yep. want things to be fixed, right? And if, if, you're, if you're not somebody who is willing to at least give us the opportunity to make it right. Look, I understand the situation sucks. I understand we screwed up. I can't go back and fix that. All I can do is give you my very best effort to make you whole going forward. And I'm willing to do that. That's that's part of what my job is. Let's figure out how to work through this thing together. And and I think that, you know, when you're open in your communication that way, it makes a big difference. Well, I think that's, that's the job of an independent agent, right? You know, we're supposed to be that honest partner that, you know, that advisor that's going to help the, you know, the person through things. If we're trying to slide things past them or to do things and not in an honest way, you know, what good are we? Right. So, you know, there's where it gives you that little bit like, hey, I know I told you this, you know, here's the proof they can hear it in their voice or, you know, I screwed up. Let me own it and let me, you know, let me fix it. And it just makes life easier versus just saying, oh, did I say that? You know, did I take that great note and leave it in the system the way it should have? Um, you know, those things kind of can happen so frequently, especially depending on, you know, your, you know, staff size. Such a panic you know, when that happens, too. Like, 
And oh. somebody, somebody says, you never told me that. And you're like, no, I definitely did. And then you're like, wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> Shit, did I do that or did I not? And you go back. Yeah, and- the, 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 the email chain, the yeah. <laughs> recording, everything gets pulled up as fast as possible. Yeah. Being like, I swear I told them. Right. Yeah. Mike, no, it, it, you know, Mike, have you ever had to go through an ENO claim before? Yes. Yeah, so yes. so have I. I was absolved from it because I had done everything that so I was, was I. supposed to do. Right. But it's not something that I necessarily enjoyed or want to have to deal with again. And it was a hun- you're 100% right. I mean, it was like literally I, I, I didn't even realize I had generated that many emails and paperwork around hmm. one account. And when they went through discovery and then I, I was literally deposed for nine hours over something Oof. that would have oh. taken five minutes. And the whole thing was to get me to trip up and, and counter contradict myself. And I just finally told the guy, I'm like, look, there was really only one issue with this account from the very beginning. And I was vocal about it from the beginning. And you've seen that in every single email. What leads you to believe that I'm going to be inconsistent in my testimony today when you're deposing me? Well, and and, and that, you know, we, we never got that far, luckily, you know, because I was able to, you know, give all that paperwork. You know, here's the, you know, the, the 10 email chains and the notes and the conversations. And, you know, I didn't have any recordings on any of the phone at that point. But it was like, you know, I told him everything just because he doesn't believe that I told him anything or doesn't want to, you know, buy it because he's the one that's sitting there without the coverage that I told him he should have had. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's just one of those things. And he took it to that next level and they just had to, you know kind of go through that process so it's just it's just a pain for everybody it is well this gives it a little bit more in my scenario the carrier actually was found liable i I was absolved Mm. as the agent because i had done everything i was supposed to do what happened was um we had written a um gl policy. well we wrote everything but on the gl policy this client came to me because they had had an issue with a very specific product. They knew they had the issue with the product. Uh, it had been quarant- it had been uh, recalled and quarantined several years prior, and we needed to exclude that product. It was no longer being made. You know, they had. Done I don't know what if I know do. this story. I'm trying like this story. Yeah. Yeah. So so the product was an exercise ball. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and I'll do. just give you the, 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 the short story. version of the claim is two fat people were screwing on an exercise <laughs> ball. The ball blew up and they, they filed a claim for loss of companionship, loss of consortium and everything else. What happened was, though, when the policy, when the proposal came out, there was a designated products exclusion in the proposal, both the proposal from the carrier and from me as the agent that clearly showed. And I had had multiple conversations, both in person and on email, that we were going to need to exclude this. It was excluded from, it was already excluded on the policy that existed prior to ours. Hmm. Okay. But the problem is when the carrier issued the policy, the endorsement was blank. So the designated product wasn't listed. Listed. And yep. I had it on the applications, I had it in the proposals and everywhere else. And basically, after all of the back and forth, they found that the carrier and the underwriter specifically, because the underwriter had 25 plus years experience Oof. underwriting this type of risk, should have should have caught it. And 
Carrier came back and said it's a basic Scrivener's error. Obviously, that wasn't our intent, and that was their argument, and it actually, that was how it was originally ruled, but then it went to the appellate court, and the appellate court overturned and found them. Jeez. Yeah, it's crazy. I was only I was only very much involved like for the day that I had to be deposed in the time leading up to that. After my deposition, it was like a week later, and I got noticed that I'd been you know removed from the case as well as my agent. But it was it was not a fun time, man. Like you always have to. And, and, and this is one of those ones where I knew I did everything right. There was no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I had every and, and I was right. documenting things before anybody ever told me to document it just because of my time in grocery and dealing with the HR issues. I, I document all of that crap, probably not in the most organized fashion, but I had it right. And so I, I just I knew I was right. But you're always wondering, like, Am I really at the mercy of our judicial system at this point? Yeah. And no matter how much I thought I was correct, I could have gotten the screws put to me. Mm -hmm. Well, if you didn't document as well as you did, yeah. what kind of hoops would you have had to jump through to potentially get out of it? And and that's the problem, right? That's the problem that you know we as an industry have to face. Everybody listening needs to face. It's just the fact that this is now... You know, your main your main role is to document what you're doing, right? Because you can give every piece of advice, you can do everything the right way, but if there's no back back end to that, you you know, you could have a hassle on your hands. And it's just not it's just not worth that hassle. That's for sure. That's for sure. So, so video proposals, um, man, I mean, you guys have been doing them longer than we have. I can tell you what's blown my mind the most about video proposals, specifically quote vids with Advisor Evolved, because you're an Advisor Evolved client too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you going through the site refresh or have you already had yours done? I already had mine done before the site refresh um, Got it. project came out. Yeah, I'm waiting. I, I talked to Chris the other day and I'm like, dude, I bet you like 80% of your people asked to have their site mm -hmm. refreshed and you're just getting buried right now. And he said, pretty much, but yeah, we did a little, uh, you know, update last year, uh, when COVID first started, I wanted to make a few changes. Well, then you're uh, on the new technology and, anyhow that he had. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. He, he said, he said, if you want something else, you're going to the bottom of the list. And I said, <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> you know, he always beats around the bush so much. You never really know where you stand with Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, how about your team? I mean, have more people in your organization adopted that? You know, if you say that people are starting to use Mike's technology, I'm interested. Are you having to be the quote vid jockey or is everybody sort of pitching in and doing their own thing? So for the sales team, yes, we are. Um, I hired a new sales pr uh, producer last year during COVID. Um, so that was a requirement of him starting. There was no, you know, no bad habits that yeah. we had to change or old habits we had to change. This is the way you sell insurance for us. You know, this is part of our, you know, our brand. And actually, you know, that's something I wanted to talk about, you know, with you, David. You know, I want to tell a little story. Kyle might not even know it um, about how I sent a referral to you, you know, in a, last month or two months ago or whatever it was. And it was a client of mine moving to Florida, um, relocating their business. And it was a small business, right? Um, and you know, I asked, Hey, is this even something you want to deal with? You know, everyone knows, or anybody that knows you, you know, thinks of you as the, you know, the middle market, you know, comp guru, right. Even though, you know, the people that really do know, knows that you, you know, will dabble and take everything and you're not, you know, you're not going to push away a good, uh, risk, uh, just well, because I'm also going to help my right? friends, man, you know, that's yeah. it. Right. And, um, 
so you know after an introduction email or whatever else i was pretty hands-off and all of a sudden you sent me a nice message that said hey you know I just, you know, locked this down and, you know, I stayed late and, you know, put it in a video proposal just because knowing she's coming from you, her expectation might be a video proposal, right? <laughs> and, you know, that, you know, one, that meant a lot. I mean, obviously, I'm very vocal that I've been doing video proposals for a while. But, you know, the fact that you took a small commercial policy, right? It's not this big, you know, mammoth account. And we're able to say, you know, hey, listen, her expectations might be expecting a video proposal maybe this is what she's used to for years this is the way you know the way she expects it i want to make sure i meet her expectations yeah, i can't let you show me I up got, crowley i mean i can't right, i can't you know, come in and have this lady be like i'm taking three steps down who's this schlep crowley referred me to <laughs> this guy doesn't have any technology that, <laughs> what's he gonna send me my proposal on a cocktail napkin <laughs> that's you know and that's that's the beauty of this is the fact that you know you, you know, you took it to that level because you knew, you know, you knew where it came from. You, you know, you're not sitting there saying, oh, well, this, you know, this lead or uh, prospect does not, you know, deserve my, you know, time to do a video proposal. Because I've heard some people say that in the past, like, oh, I, I'll do it for these people or I'll do it for this or, you know, I'll do it, but my staff won't do it. And it's like if the expectations that you are building as an agency or the brand you're building as an agency has that part of your brand how can you not deliver it as part of, you know, your process? Like that needs to be your process. Well, I mean, I look, I think a lot of what I do goes back to my days in retail and people in the insurance industry probably don't realize this, but the average net profit for a grocery store is 1%. So I come mm -hmm. from an industry where I have to do everything I can to give somebody an experience that will get them to put as many groceries into a shopping cart as I can get them to in my store so that I can make a dollar off of a hundred. Right. And yeah. it's, it's amazing to think about how, well, that has served me in the insurance industry, but you know, take it, take it a step. I mean, obviously I can joke in, in being completely transparent. I knew that this lady was going to expect a quote vid because I know that's what your agency does. And I did not want to look bad. Like I 100%, like I said it laughing, but I wasn't going to look bad compared to you when you sent it over. But at the same time, I don't care if somebody spends a hundred bucks in your agency or they spend a hundred thousand. Those people should never be made to feel different. They should have a great client experience. I'm not saying they should have the same client experience because it's a completely different level of, of hands-on servicing and everything else when you're having to go out and do risk management visits and everything else. But if at the core, the idea is you're going to make somebody feel like they're the, you can make whoever you're talking to at that time feel like the most important person in your life at that point. Mm -hmm. And if you provide the service level to match that initial interaction when you're trying to get the business, this is a really easy industry, man, because there's so many people who are bad at that. Right. Oh, so if true. you're just good at, I mean, I don't care. You don't have to know anything at all about insurance. If you know how to treat people good and make them feel special, make them feel important, that is 90% of the battle. You'll get yeah. the insurance mm -hmm. part figured out. At some point, you will, but you've got to make people the priority, period. People have problems, yeah, I mean, they I, don't need to I, buy products. Exactly. And, you know, I kind of wish somebody would write a book about, you know, how to take an extra two minutes on doing something to, <laughs> hey, you got you know, it. You got it you in know. the flesh, brother. <laughs> you got it personified. It's but, so funny, man. When Nick, when I spoke at the Better Agency Users Conference out in Arizona last spring, 
Nick introduced Nick Ayers introduced me and he got up and he said, I want to introduce this guy. He said, um, I've had, I, I've spent time with David. I've stayed at his house. I've, you know, we've been on vacation together, all of this other stuff. And he said, the one thing I'm going to tell you is this guy is always on period. Like whatever it is, he's, he's there period. And he, he I, I had completely forgotten about it, but he, um, we were in Key West. They had come down to pick my brain and Cass's brain about some stuff for better agency. And, um, we were in a golf cart. We were getting ready to actually go do a jet ski deal around the island and weren't talking shop at all. And Nick, you know, leans over and he's like, Hey man, I was hoping maybe if you didn't mind, we could have a couple of maybe an hour or two this afternoon to just sort of sit down and hash through some things. Um, are you on, are you okay for that? And I look, he said, without hesitation, I cut eyes at him and said, I'm always on. And that was it. That was the entire conversation. <laughs> And that's the truth, man. Like if you, if, if I walked out of my front door and there was somebody that I thought I could sell to in the parking lot, you can be sure that I'm taking my A game and I'm going to try and do that. Right. I don't care about the size of the policy. I just like to win. I like the taste of blood. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I want to go kill it, period. End of story. Mm -hmm. Well, and when you do that, right, when you do it to that level and give that experience every time, that's where the retention comes yeah, in. Yeah, it's right? not easy There's to do, people. where the referrals people. come in. Yeah, it's you know it's yeah. you know it's a conscious it's, if decision. You, if you were right, if you were operating a, your grocery store and you sold you know a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread to somebody, they might never come back because maybe they were passing through, right? And, and you know that was that model. If an insurance agency is running at a model of I'm just trying to sell a product for today, and I'm not trying to you know build this relationship with you know that person that's just outside the door as I walk in that looks like a good risk because what's that going to turn into? What if if you spend those extra two minutes to prep, uh, you know, your proposal a certain way, or document something on your back end? Those extra two minutes, I literally will quote your book once a week in my agency to somebody, and it's and I say the words, and I'm and honestly, I'm gonna make a sign, right? You know, just the extra two minutes, right? Because it's on everything you do. If you take extra two minutes to do anything, it has become the answer to solve probably all your problems. It'll solve that ENO problem if you get involved in one because you took an extra two minutes to make sure that A, the recording's done because you signed up for, you know, Lightspeed Voice or one of the other VoIP systems, or you noted this, you noted everything, or you had the right proposal because you actually put in the exclusion page in that product. You know, those are all things that can go about your entire day. And if you do that, your agency is gonna be so set up for success like there's just no question about it because it is this business is so easy because there are so many people that are bad your process should be your process regardless of who you're dealing with otherwise it's not really a process i mean the bucks aren't practicing differently because they're playing the carolina panthers versus the packers like they're gonna still go out and practice the same or they should i right. mean their intensity might be different but that's 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 on them personally i mean this the structure of the practice and the things they're doing, you got to be the same. Otherwise, exactly. You know. Crowley, I wouldn't run right out and buy a sign quite yet. Uh, you, you may have a little something coming to you. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you, you haven't seen the second second time around guest gift yet. So there's a few that have yeah. that so far, but I think it'll meet your needs. Awesome. <laughs> so awesome. listen, one no, of the other things. You know, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable that – you know, this comes up and, and I sit there sometimes, you know, when we're talking about, you know, is my staff using video proposals or, you know, and I and I hear that a lot from uh, agency owners. You know, they'll ask me, I've trained agencies like they can't, you know, they can't 
get their staff to do it. And they ask for my, you know, advice and I'll sit there and be like, well, I'll jump on a call with your team or I'll do a video, you know, proposal. Because everybody's team listens to somebody else more than they listen to the leader. Correct. Always. <laughs> it's a hundred percent true. That's why there's a whole bunch of great uh, trainers out there, right? You know, they're, they're great because what they say, if they were, if they were great at running their agent, an agency, they might have stayed and ran an agency, but people don't want to listen to the, you know, that person. They want to listen to the outside person and they found their niche. So you sit there and it's like, all right, well, let's jump on a call and figure out why you're not doing this. Well, I'm nervous about this. Well, let me defunct that and say, this is why you shouldn't be nervous about this. And here's why you should do it. And, you know, I'll read Google reviews that we've gotten as an agency and the amount of them that say, you know, I really like the video walkthrough. I really liked, you know, the video proposal. I really like this. And it's like, if we didn't do it for everybody and then, you know, a referral from somebody comes in and this is the, you know, the experience that they got and they look back and they say, well, I didn't get one of those. You know, how does that, how are they going to feel? They're going to feel like crap. It doesn't matter the premium size. It's just the fact that this is, you know, this is now our brand. Yeah. This has become part of our and brand. And this is somebody that was probably getting ready to head over to Google and give you a good review. And when they get there, they start seeing this and realize they didn't get it. And they're like, <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I thought I had good a good experience, but all these five stars got videos. What's the deal? Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving a four. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're walking away. <laughs> yeah. By the way, is it why is there anything other than like one and five? Like I don't even understand how you grade the rest of it. Honestly, you I, either I had, met expectations had, or you exceeded them. Period. Like you, you we, either exceeded expectations or you didn't meet them. To me, that's how it is. Maybe you throw a three in there I, just because you met expectations. Right. And and actually anything under a five, I reach out to. You right? should. And I, you know, and I have, uh, you know, custom things, you know, especially if it's a four or two, you know, I'll reach out and I'll say something. <laughs> the amount of people that have left fours, which isn't many, but a couple that I, you know, put my little spiel email to, you know, appreciating the review and all this other stuff. They come back and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought I clicked the five. Like, yeah. and it's because they're, you know, they're not tech savvy or whatever else. And they're probably they're trying to do you're it show up from their, their landscaping out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know who the master and I'm like, hey, is, don't though? worry, don't worry about it. The, the master that's Daniel Song, like that guy. Yeah. You know, number one, the volume of Yelp reviews that he has is you know sickening to me, and those are only the ones we can see. I found out that he's got even more that Yelp doesn't publish. Yeah. Um, but so just, he's just got archived Yelp reviews just sitting yeah, in a bunker somewhere. But I mean, somewhere. this guy, I I have seen this guy turn a one into a five so many times because. He, listen, people, if you don't take anything out of this podcast today, take this. Get yourself a healthy dose of accountability for Christmas. Demonstrate accountability in your agency. Own up to it. You're not perfect. None of us are. You're not going to get it right every single time. And the difference between the people that are going to ultimately be the most successful and those that are just going to run in the hamster wheel for the rest of their career are the, is the fact that the people that are winners demonstrate accountability. They take ownership of their actions and they're constantly doing the things they need to do to make themselves, their company, and their team better, period. That's it. There's a general lack of accountability everywhere in society. It's not limited to this industry. And that is something that is a conscious choice. You don't need to go read a book about it. You don't need to go listen to self-help. You don't need to see a counselor or a therapist or whatever else. You can just say, I'm taking ownership of everything I do from this point forward. And you're going to have a major change in your career. That's not rocket science, but it's difficult to do because we're so used to seeing 
people get uh, people blame other people. Well, you know, we didn't have this in stock because it's a it's a supply chain issue. There is crap that is not on shelves right now that has absolutely nothing to do with the supply chain issue. It's just easier for somebody to say that it's a supply chain issue than to figure out how to solve the problem. You know, the same thing holds true. We're in Florida. We're, we have an absolutely brutal homeowners market down here right now. Mm-hmm. Right? I could I could do whatever I need to do to make excuses about it being the way it is, or I could solve a problem for people. Sadly, me demonstrating accountability in that is saying, you know what? We're not the best agency for you right now. We don't have the same number of carrier contracts that others do because we've only had our personal lines department for a couple of years and we're still building it up. Let me refer you to an agency like Billy Wagner or Michelle Mosier or whoever that has 25, 30 just homeowners contracts alone and take care of of that client. At the end of the day, that person's going to remember that I admitted I couldn't meet their needs. And instead of me trying to do it and doing a half-hearted job at meeting their needs, I met their needs by giving them to the right person. Well, and you, you see, you see so many people in this industry, especially in some of the circles that we, you know, we run in where everyone's trying to chase everybody else, right? I want to learn and be like David when it comes to, you know, workers comp coverage. I want to do video like Nick Ayers. I want to do, you know, this like this person. And, you know, they spend so much time trying to chase and trying to get better at something that maybe doesn't even isn't fit your needs. Like, David's not going to try and compete with, you know, Billy Wagner's personal lines, you know, process right there. It's just not going to happen. But, you know, do we even do that with our own internal teams, right? You know, so why aren't we pushing our teams to, you know, I might do video proposals, but I, I just let my staff slide on it. Well, no, that's not the accountability we should be doing to try and build. Stop chasing these things of, of, of people out there and start holding yourself, your team and your agency to that that same level. Build, building people up from the, the bottom not chasing the person at the top. Well, the number one reason I could never compete with Billy Wagner is he's writing policies and I'm still shaving, right? <laughs> Billy, Billy had his hair laser that's, removed. That's why I stopped face. like Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Billy had no lie, Kyle. Billy had laser hair removal on his face. So he never what? has to shave again. Yeah. Oh yep. my God, dude. Come this on. guy looks at every minute of his day and he can tell you how I many hours never. of his life he gained by not having to shave. His his team is like <laughs> so so on point with things. Just when completely it comes dialed to in. personal line sales. It's it's so I, dialed in. It's I, unbelievable. I feel like if I walked into their lobby, they would immediately get worse just by my existence. <laughs> you know, I saw him post a picture. You know that he was doing his team meeting. You know, I think it was yesterday or the day before or something. And you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, his team is. The, the training process he puts them through, you know, one of my goals for 2022 is something he he told me once. And he's like, Mike, he goes, if you don't have a process for everything, it falls back on you. Right. And, you know, for for us and a lot of people, I look at process like, OK, like, you know, the actual insurance process. He's like, no, if so, you know, you're out of toner and you need toner. Who's responsible to buy it? Well, if you don't have somebody responsible, it falls back to you. And, you know, do you want to spend your time ordering toner? And he has it to that level. So I like. You know, um, I, you know, I'm going through a, the living your best year ever. Uh, me and Cameron are, you know, I can I think sell you so much podcast. freaking toner. I was going to say Kyle's getting excited <laughs> about the toner conversation. <laughs> like, 
Well, it's, it's, I, I'm glad you're, you're bringing. You're not up. talking to me because I got rid of that job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought up Cameron because that's actually what I was segueing into when we when we started talking about accountability. We had him on to record. Um, actually, that episode dropped last week, I think, or the week before. And I think it's so important, man. I mean, talk a little bit about that relationship and, and what it's done for both of you. Because to me, that's where change starts. Number one, you have to admit that you need somebody to hold you accountable. That you And you need that relationship. And, and to be able to then go and have a weekly meeting where you can just be completely transparent with somebody who's not going to judge you about anything that you bring to the table. Right. But also hold your feet to the fire to make sure that you're executing on what you you're doing everybody should have somebody like that period whether it's a group a small group of people or a one-on-one accountability partner that's something that if you don't have that going into 2022 you absolutely should the best agents that i know the best business people that i know all have that michael jordan had tim grover right Tiger Woods had a swing coach like these are people at the pinnacle of their career and they still have somebody there to make them better. And I guess it probably starts with the fact you got to want to be better first. Then once you get there, then you start you start down that road. That that's huge. And it's I think it has to do more than just business, too. Right. And holding holding us accountable. And, you know, we we tackled this the beginning of covid and we just started just talking. Right. And then this year we decided to do um, the living your best year ever, you know, really focus on, you know, a couple main goals and spinning our calendars and, our, you know, our schedules based on, you know, why am I spending time on this task if it's not reaching one of my main goals? And, you know, we have two completely different agencies like completely different, especially the niche he's starting to push on. So, you know, he's, you know, a niche-based national commercial, you know, push right now, growing, you know, millions a year versus uh, more heavy personal lines agency that's a third generation, you know, family business, you know, so they're totally different. And it's nice to get the other person's take on things. You know, if you, you know, you want to run something by Kyle and, you know, say, okay, you know, what do you think about this? Or, you know, this cold caller script, do you think this is, you know, this is good or this is bad? The person is, might just say, no, I think it sounds good. You know, I got no skin in the game in his business. He's got no skin in the game in mine. You can tell it how it is. And that's been extremely helpful to be able to run these things by each other, spitball them, whether it's life, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, what's going on. You got somebody to, you know, help talk to, vent, all that kind of things. It's been huge. I mean, we we spent an hour, you know, a few weeks ago, or maybe, maybe it was longer. I don't know. Time's flying. But, and we broke down a new, you know, his, he's, he's really trying to focus on his assignment selling for his trucking niche. And, you know, I'm doing this. And then I'm like, well, why don't you push him to a landing page? Like, why don't you change this to do this? You know, why are you giving him so much information in this? Honestly, if that was me and you just, you know, sold me an appointment, I'm not reading that. Like, I'm, I'm going to actually probably be annoyed that you sent me so much information up front, but you need to give the information. Just put it in links to landing pages or links into a more, you know, specific form versus just like spitting it all at once. Well, and then and it so gives we you just the ability work on these to, things together. Yeah, it gives you the ability to to find out what they're clicking, what they're not clicking, how much time they're spending reading this stuff. You know, maybe you need to repackage, right. repurpose, whatever else. But I mean, that that's a great point, man. I think so many times a lot of us get caught up with information overload to people 
when really all we need to do is get them into the funnel and let the funnel work at that point. You know, let them decide. Let them be (laughs) self-serve. You know, go to the landing page. That's great. If you want more, it's got to be your conscious choice that you want more. Like we do. Yeah, we do that with cyber, right? So we'll drive people to a landing page with cyber that's got a short video that's maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. Just gives them the highlights. If they want the full 13-minute video on the six things every business owner needs to know before they purchase cyber, they can opt into that. At that point, they can't blame me for it. They made the decision. If they want to download exactly. my ebook, they can download my ebook. You know, it, it can't be pushed back on me that I'm just being aggressive and selling to them or annoying them or whatever else. But I mean, again, having and I think it's important too that if you've got somebody like that that's going to be your accountability partner through this process. I think it's really important that you find somebody that, um, you know, obviously that's honest that you can trust, but that thinks differently than you do. Right. I have a, yeah. I have a lot of people that call me or reach out to me every week, not because I'm smart, but because my mind just works differently. I can't, I can't help it. Right. I just look at a problem. You could, you could show me something and it might be the easiest thing in the world for you to figure out how to solve it. I'm going to probably figure out a completely different way to solve it than you did just because of the way that I'm wired. And so, and that's, that's, an, that's important. Otherwise everybody would just do the stuff that they, they yeah, need to otherwise do it's just right? two buddies just on the phone, You're just two buddies on the phone talking right. about shop, you know? And it, and it, and it's funny, you know, <laughs> go back to a little bit about video proposals. You know, you could spend 20, 20 minutes talking about a personal lines account with somebody and you've heard agencies talking about, it. well, I want to make sure I touch on everything. And I'm like, listen, no one wants to sit here for 20 minutes and learn about certain coverages, right? Just give it, a, give them the information available to you, right? So, you know, that was one of the things we worked on and, you know, we use an, an eight page custom agency branded proposal that's custom to everybody on a personal lines basis. And literally I'm like, I need to make this better. I want to make this better because I want to be able to say, if you want to learn more about something that you don't understand, because I'm not going to spend three minutes going over this coverage, click here. And there's a video and a blog tied to it. Click here. You know, everything's clickable in there. That's taking you back to my website to learn more. And, you know, that's what we just, you know, push for his, you know, assignment selling and his trucking process to make it as as fine tuned as possible. And it was going through saying, okay, how can they get to here? Right. Versus you giving that to them and spewing that at them at all times, like because otherwise that's just going to cause, you know, you know, frustration from people or, or, you know, are you going to close as much business that way or not? And, you know, that's where, you know, the two of us, because we think totally differently, we're going at different, you know, avenues. Uh, It definitely helps having that person, you know that we can talk to and it's, and it's weekly. It's not like, Hey, you know, at the annual conference we ran in and this is what we're working on. Like we, you know, we're heavy involved into the sets that each of us are doing to reach our goals for this year. That's a great place to wrap up, man. We're, we're back on schedule. I want to respect your time. You had to wait a little bit because we had Mr. Hanley just going absolutely berserk on the last (laughs) recording, but I mean, I think the things that I take out of this is, you know, number one, we all need to have accountability. We need to be accountable, number one, to ourselves, number two, to our clients, our team. Um, we need to be open and, and honest in self-assessment, be very self-aware. That sometimes is, is more difficult to do. And then we need to find that person. I mean, that, that would be my challenge coming out of this. Find that one person. You know, you don't have to have necessarily a mastermind group or whatever else. Find that one person that you know 
has your best interest in mind, just like you have theirs, that thinks differently than you, that you know that you could you know, pick up the phone and have that conversation, be real with. They won't judge you, but they will give you honest feedback. And that's the one thing I always warn everybody when they reach out to me. You know, I'm happy to meet with you, talk with you, whatever else. Just understand I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. <laughs> and that may not be what you want to yeah. hear, but it is what it is. So listen, man, I really appreciate you coming back on. It's, it's great to catch up with you. I missed you at Innovation. Missed you at Brain. Share. I, I mean, you're kind of on an island up there. Hopefully it frees up a little bit this next year. And if nothing else, you get the family down to Disney or something and we can catch you down here. Uh, April. Nice. Disney. Kyle hates yep. Disney. So I am going to, I'm not going to be there for that. <laughs> oh, come on. No, I, you know, honestly, just, I, every so, time you, <laughs> every time you're there, we, David, I'm jealous. <laughs> we, we just took our son yesterday for the first time. Um, he's, 18 months um and it was uh, it, it was cool to see it, it's definitely different like you know my wife and her family they love going just themselves um okay. but which i hate um but <laughs> going with him was cool just to see him kind of taking everything in and and yeah. yeah yeah and i mean he's you know grabbing at things and just like yelling on rides and stuff it, it that that part was cool for sure yeah and you know and from going as a kid versus going as a parent they're like two different total worlds. Yeah. And, and you know, mm -hmm. as a parent, as long as my kids want to go, right, I want to take them. Like, just because I, I see I see the happiness in their face, right? I see, you know, some of these things. And honestly, it's one of those places where, you know, for the most part, everybody's just happy, right? And, you know, it's nice to be around that and just, you know, enjoy. And not that it's a vacation because by it's a ton of work to really do Disney, especially yeah. on a week straight basis. But it's... It's something that it's so much fun, and you know, we obviously have we haven't gone in a couple years because you know we've been in a pandemic for almost two years now. Um, but you know, April we're going, so uh, looking forward to it. It's actually nice. not a bad time to go, man, because even though it was like a bazillion people to Kyle, it's nowhere near what it used to be. Now that they're controlling the number of people who come in, way, way, way. Well, maybe I don't know, dude. I'm telling you, it was nuts. Like I, I was not even the last time we went when COVID wasn't a thing, it was not the yeah, same. I wonder if it's that. just because it's the magic was... kingdom, man. Cause we haven't been to MK in a while. Holy smokes. But if I had to go there for a week straight, I, like I would rather, I would rather put a campfire out with my face. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> so, so the last, the last two times we went was Thanksgiving week. So you're coming off of Thanksgiving week that right. still could have that. And we're used yeah. to that crowd. So I'm hoping April is a little bit less, especially since everybody has spring break at a different time. True. So cool deal. Well, listen, man, we're going to wrap up. Mike, keep your eyes peeled. Your team sign is on its way. It'll be there shortly. And just to pre hey, just, appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate your friendship and you spending an, an hour with us, man. Always a pleasure. Hey, love it. Hey, thanks guys. Thanks for all you do. You've been listening to the power producers podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.